Y'all already know how I appreciate the peeps at Fates Orthodontics. Well, I thought it was well overdue to share some stories from the Unstuck Yourself peeps who have begun their Invisalign journey at Fates Orthodontics. So y'all say hey to Kathleen. She shares that Invisalign has been cake. I'm on week five and I don't know if it will take as long as they said if it keeps going like this. I always feel like I can change my Invisalign tray at like day five and not seven. And she goes back in two weeks for a check-in. Thank you, Kathleen. And it's always a dope feeling to know you're ahead of schedule rather than behind for anything, really. And also remember that treatment times do vary depending on the Invisalign product type your wear time, and the complexity of what you need done. So call Bates Orthodontics today at 804-258-4268. Pull up their website to read through their skills and meet Dr. G and his team at BatesBraces.com. That's B-A-T-S-B-R-A-C-E-S.com. For those who are outside the Richmond or Chesterfield area of Virginia, not a problem. Visit Invisalign.com, which is I-N-V-I-S-A-L-I-G-N.com and enter in your zip code to find the best Invisalign provider for you. Because this is your mouth we're talking about. You only get one. Put it in the hands of those who are qualified to take care of it. Some of you might be surprised by that, but I second guess myself of being alone and doing things alone and not having somebody there. And I texted back, I was like, that's just a huge sign that I need to rock this shit by myself. There is only one you, and that is your superpower. You can't F that up. However, you can get stuck. That's why I created this space called Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Unstuck Yourself is about figuring out what has you feeling frustrated, isolated, or depleted of energy so that you're able to unstuck yourself on your journey through life when you don't know how to move forward. Unstuck yourself in your career that no longer excites and challenges you. Unstuck yourself with negative thoughts that seem to be doing cartwheels in your head consistently. I don't have the answers. You do. You always have. I'm providing the time, space, and grace for you to reconnect to that knowing. I'm Crystal Simmons, coach, speaker, and facilitator, and I'm grateful you made it here. Let's begin to unstuck yourself. Hey, hey, peeps. Welcome back. (sighs) Y'all, this is pretty dope. So this episode is the 30th episode for Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Come on. Round of applause. Like 30. Launching this podcast December 1st, 2021. I did not see this many episodes. I didn't see myself stopping, but to be here, I'm so grateful. And I have to shout y'all out because otherwise it's just me talking, recording, editing, and just putting it out for myself to listen to. So the fact that you all are watching, listening, and sharing this podcast so that it continues to reach those who feel like they might be stuck or maybe they're not feeling stuck, but they feel some type of connection on the guests that I have here, the stories that I share, the experiences, my perspective. I just appreciate all of you so very much and each and every one of you, you're dope as fuck. You're so dope. And if no one has told you that today, you played this back 
you are dope. You are amazing. We are connected. And this episode is special because I typically write out, um, well, this is perfect because (laughs) I typically write out kind of like a flow of topics I want to cover. And then sometimes I do have spontaneous moments of, oh, I remember this story or, oh, shoot, I forgot. I just talked to somebody and I might bring that up. And I wanted to do it on the topic of perfectionism. And I told myself, all right, I got to get this together. Um, I'm going to go through whatever. And I didn't add any notes to my label to actually go through kind of like a have a general draft or flow. And I decided I was going to ramble. What better way to address perfectionism and put it out there in the open and be like, we can strive for doing well. We can admire ourselves for wanting to be the best or be good at something or not look foolish or feel silly or feel unprepared. That is completely normal. But I also wanted to highlight my own perfectionism, which I didn't even recognize I had until going through my coaching program, having to quote unquote, do the work of, wait a minute, let's reflect back on me. I'm not here to save anybody. No one needs me to save them, nor anyone else to save them. Every person I speak to, work with, consult, coach, they know what they want. They're not looking for me to save them because that's not what I do. We are partnering together so that I can reflect back to them what I see, connect back to them what I hear them say and what they don't say, how their energy shifts, how their how their feelings kind of show up physically or how they're quiet or how they're they're not sharing certain things, but they are. I'm there to reflect back that powerful skill. And I'm dope at it. I am amazing at it. But there's always room for growth. And in this episode on perfectionism, I'm doing it all backwards. Normally I give y'all an update of what I've been up to, but I'm just moving the way my my brain is moving. So, and I'm going to honor that. I do, however want to read what I have available, which is the definition of what perfectionism is. And I typically do that anyways, because we might see it or identify that word as something totally different than what it was created for. And it's not to say this is good or bad. It's to have a starting point of what does this word even mean? Like as a coach, I might say a phrase or a word and it means completely something different to my client. So I'll ask, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Because I'm not them. They are not me. The worst thing I can do in that realm is assume. Assumptions? mm -mm. And that's for anybody. Never assume. Ask those clarifying questions. Or repeat back what someone told you just to make sure. What's the harm in that? We're on the same page. So let me go back. (laughs) Perfectionism. It says, it's a noun and it's a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. But Wikipedia says something totally different. And 
It says perfectionism. In psychology, is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. Both of those are beautifully put, but they are different. Where you have the Wikipedia one saying that you do have a concern for others or how you're being seen and perceived or quote-unquote labeled. And I remember a story or I remember an instance where I was teaching. So those who are new here, I was a clinical coordinator working at a radiology school instructing adults who were training to be x-ray tech. And there was a student and I won't shout out her name, but she was super dope, bubbly, nice, and she worked very hard and she wanted to do well, as we all do, you know? I will never forget, while she was getting grades in my class, like she would always get like A's, like I'm talking like 99, 98, 100, maybe even extra credit. And I remember one day, I think she scored like a B and she beat herself up so much and I just saw so much potential and actually, she was able to actually do the things she was doing. She was book smart, but she was also very aware of how to take care of her patients in the clinical setting. And when she earned this B, she told me, she was like, I'm a perfectionist. Like if I don't score like a 99 or a hundred or, and I really do not remember the numbers, but I remember they were in the high nineties. She was like, it's not good enough. And I remember thinking to myself, that must be very hard on her. That's a lot of pressure on her. And I was able to scan out and look and be like, you're good. You're better than good. And I don't know if that fell on deaf ears, but I know I expressed and hopefully kind of gave it back to her of, you are doing damn good. If your goal in this program is to become a well-educated medical professional, to be able to take care of your patients with the utmost patient care skills, but also being able to provide optimal radiographs, then you're there. <laughs> you are there. And I see you, and I'm sure the hospitals will see that in you as well. The dopest part of this story is, um, I would say probably a year later, I ended up transitioning to become a chief technologist. And the chief technologist worked with the director of radiology. And one of my roles was hiring new employees. And her class graduated, and even though she was a extern at a different hospital still affiliated with our our core group which was Bon Secours she did work with us and I had the pleasure of hiring her which was the full circle moment I always knew she was going to be an amazing just medical professional and her getting I don't know so many A's and like maybe like a B or two here and there no one cares about that and if there's someone listening who is going through school, really sit with that because, oh shoot, 
Uh, that it brings me back to my experience. I was not the best student in high school. I did okay. And my best friend, he knows, we talk about history class. Like history class had me all messed up. I had so many questions of how do we know this book is real? Who wrote this book? Who cross-referenced it? What are we missing? Like, is, is the whole story in this book? And I felt like me asking those questions, my teachers and my classmates were like, yo, what is wrong with you? So I kind of shut myself down. I stopped asking questions and thus my grades suffered. <laughs> I was a strong C or a D in history. And I can say, honestly, I effing hated history. Fucking hated it. Just going to say the word. I did not like it because I was so curious and it was so black and white, all or none. This is the story. But is it? And then years, decades later for me, I'm like, ta-da, I was right all along. <laughs> but I say that to say my best friend, when we um, would take a quiz or something and the way our desks were lined up, we would be in rows. And this is kind of shitty that how the teacher would do this, but they would pass the test out to the first person in the row and you would grab yours and then pass it back. And he said one day, we weren't talking, like we weren't friends, like we just knew each other. Cause I think we were the only two black people in the class. <laughs> Shout out to Bird High School. <laughs> we have taken over the numbers just as an update 20 years later. But no, um, he said he had passed back and he had saw my grade. I was like, damn. <laughs> Shout out to you, John. My best friend for life. Never liked history. So I was a decent student. Um, I enjoyed math. I was really good at math. Funny story was I actually got like all A's when I was in, I think, sixth grade. And then they decided, maybe sixth or seventh, they're like, oh, you're doing so well. We're going to bring you up to the advanced math class. I don't even know what it was. And they advanced me in the middle of the year. Y'all, I went to that class and was like, what are y'all doing? It was like night and day. There was no intro of what we've already learned. So there was like a big gap that I missed. And because I think just me going through school and thinking differently and me like kind of closing myself off, I did not express that feeling of, I don't know what's going on. Y'all seem like y'all learned this like a month ago and I'm, I'm just now hopping on board. So I was so far behind where I went from all A's to like a good B or C. And talking it out now, I feel like that did kind of, it changed me, obviously. And I don't, I don't know really how, but to be at that height and then take that challenge, ah, there it is. There it is. To be at that high and be like killing it, getting it, oh, I'm so smart. And then be like, change drastically. Yo, what the F? It shook me. It made me nervous. It also made me insecure. And when we feel insecure, insecure, we're not saying, hey guys, look at me. It's like, no, no, don't look at me. I'm trying to figure this out. Y'all just keep on going, keep on going. But I say that to say, I wasn't that quote unquote good in school. And when I graduated high school, I ended up getting my associates at Richard Bland. 
And it was the same. It was the rinse and repeat. There were some classes I was really good in. Some I was like, what the F? And I wasn't really um, asking those necessary questions. Then when I went to pursue imaging to become a registered radiologic technologist, I remember saying, I'm going to get all A's. I have no idea where that came from. And it might have been when I first applied, I applied to one school. And I didn't get in. So I ended up taking, I think, like a statistics class so I can apply to this other school. Um, so I, I ended up applying to three other schools the year after. Like, uh, lesson learned. Don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't bet on one horse. I don't know what the other cliche sayings are. But not to say expect failure, but why not expand your options, you know? It doesn't have to be the one way, but what if you had multiple ways and you're like, like you're driving. Some people love the highway. Some people love the scenic route. Some people like to thug it out and be like, we'll just drive and we'll see something that we've never seen before. Like me and my husband, when we visited DC a couple weeks ago, we just drove through the neighborhoods and saw these beautiful homes that were kind of tucked away behind these random they're decent homes, you know, out in the front, but you go in the back and like, oh, snap. Is that a house or is that like a, what? what is that? Is that a castle? So that was dope. So use that same visualization in life of making decisions or creating goals. The reason why I'm saying that when I went to x-ray school and I was like, I'm getting all A's, all A's. I was highlighting my book. I was reading excessively. Shout out to our director of the Southside Regional School of Medical Imaging. I think they changed her name. But the director said to us, she sat us down. Because she also taught us. She taught some of the classes. But she was like, this is the score you need to pass your registry. Become a registered radiologic technologist. She was like, this is what you need. No one cares if you get all A's in these classes. Yes, people who hire you. They would like for you to know what you're doing so you're creating optimal images, so you're not irradiating patients excessively for no reason, and they can actually diagnose. They can actually see what they need to see with your images. But she was like, overall, no one cares if this person got all A's and this person got B's and C's. And it's a complete package. There were students in my class who got all A's but did not know how to speak to patients. Did not know how to care for people who didn't have the best smell or didn't want to touch certain people. And I'm just looking like, oh, wow, this is going to be hard for you. (laughs) Because that's where the bulk of being a professional is. It's caring for people. And when she told me that, it released me of, oh, look at me. I'm beating myself up trying to get this stamp of approval of, I got an A, I got an A, I got an A, I got an A, and not recognizing the bigger picture. I'm going to be dealing with people. I can't just go up to a patient who's throwing up, not feeling well, and be like, well, I got an A in this class, so I should be able to take your image, or I should be able to comfort you, or I should be able to have a random conversation with your family member who's afraid of you having surgery or having to stay longer in the hospital. So shout out to her. Her name was Pam, the director. She ended up getting married and I don't remember her last name, but that was, geez. Yeah, almost 15 years ago. 
And this is what this is all about, like this episode. Even if you don't identify yourself as being a perfectionist, which I never did. But if I go back and I think of certain events, friendships, trips, jobs, conversations with friends or family, did I avoid some of these things because I was concerned about others or I was evaluating like, even if I go to history, if I label myself as like not being comfortable, feeling insecure about learning history, knowing and understanding history, because I wasn't able to learn it the way I know I learned best. And that is in the conversation. That is the doing. That is the experiencing. Me reading a book about a person hundreds, hundreds of years ago and then saying, this is what happened. That's not how I learned. And instead of feeling kind of defeated, sad, or wanting to close myself off, recognizing that's okay. That is how I learn best. Why wouldn't I want to harness that, expand it so that I can hold on to that? And that's how I learned to this day of doing, asking questions. Sometimes when I speak to people, um, you might, if we ever meet or you know me already, I close my eyes because I'm visualizing what you're saying so that I can stay in the story with you. Otherwise, and my husband knows best, I got 85,000 questions so that I can like, like put something in the story instead of being in the moment. So I will do that. Um, even me and my sister, shout out to them. When we would live together, they'd be like, Crystal, how do you think this looks? And they'll pull out like a shirt and a skirt or like pants and a, and a top from their closet for something they want to go to. And I literally will close my eyes, put the clothes on them and be like, I don't think that'll look right. And then sometimes I couldn't do it. I'm like, you have to put it on. And that is my magic sauce. So it might seem weird. It might seem awkward, but I'm deciding that I'm choosing me. I'm always going to choose me first. And sometimes I have to be reminded because in me choosing me, it makes me a better listener. It makes me a better sister. It makes me a better daughter. It makes me a better wife, friend, coworker, business partner, coach. And in me choosing me is recognizing I have perfectionism in me, but there's nothing wrong with me. Now I'm just more aware of it. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of another example that I haven't repeated on this podcast before. Oh, perfect example today. A woman reached out to me. She's been hooking me up with speaking engagements. Shout out to Ray. Thank you. She has an event today. And she sent me the save the date, I think like two months ago. So I put in my, my calendar. And it's the National Rosé Day Soiree. And it's, it's here um, in Virginia. And apparently it's, it's a thing. This is my first time going. But it's for Her Story RVA. I bought my ticket. I'm planning on going. I invited a friend and I text her uh, two days ago. Just like, hey, I'm so excited. We get to go. You got your pink outfit on. I got a pink skirt from a dope thrifter on Instagram. And I'm so excited because I tried to pair this skirt before. Fail. So my second attempt, 
I'm hoping to give her some pictures of it. Feel free to follow Styled Fandom. It's S-T-Y-L-E-D-F-A-N-D-O-M. I ended up getting this, this skirt. So I was telling my friend, like, I got this skirt. I got my pink stuff. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. And then happily for her, she is um, moving into her new home with her fiance. And the date to do so was today. So she was like, she was going to hit me up to let me know that she wasn't able to go. One, I was kind of sad, like, oh man, because I could have invited other people to come with me, but I know she is not familiar with some of the people in my group. So I was like, I didn't want to be weird and invite random people, even though I think she would have been cool with it. But I think what happened was I'm supposed to go alone. Like as soon as I told her congratulations, because that's a big deal and I'm happy for her and her fiance. This is also a big deal for me to recognize I can do things alone. And some of you might be surprised by that, but I second guess myself of being alone and doing things alone and not having somebody there. And I texted back, I was like, that's just a huge sign that I need to rock this shit by myself, that it's okay to meet new people. It's okay to go to a day party by myself, which I think I've only been to like one or two day parties ever in my life. Recognizing I don't have to be a perfect person who has done this multiple times to feel comfortable going out and being me and taking it seriously and having fun. And as soon as I shifted that mindset, because I, I tell you, maybe a year, I would have been mad. Like, are you serious? Like, obviously happy but also hurt and like, now I'm alone. And now I was like, oh, this is just changing my perspective where I'm able to speak to people. Obviously, hello, I have a podcast. I was invited. Obviously my presence is wanted. So why create this whole story for what? When everybody else around me in the story is excited, is happy. And hopefully you could take a piece of that where some people might be like, that's not, that's not perfectionism. Cool. It's your perspective and you can have that. But I'm going to read this one more time. Perfectionism in psychology is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. I could have easily said, what would people say if I came alone? I could have easily said, do I need to go? Like I was going to kick it with her and chill with her and she's not going to be there. So why should I go? I'm going to show up perfectly imperfect as I am. I'm going to show up and feel the vibes. It was a good time. I chill and I stay. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to say hi to people. I'm going to take pictures. I'll share some pictures with you all. And really take this as me taking myself out. Like these little gems of thoughts just kind of trickled in after I realized the plan has changed, but I'm still in it. I'm still in the equation. The sum total is me. (laughs) And me bringing me, not hesitations, not other people's perspective, not oh, but what if, or what could have been, who cares? And I'm excited. I am nervous, but I'm excited. Um, I ended up going thrifting to find a top to go with the skirt because I told you I tried before and I was like, "Mm -mm, this ain't it. 
that was exciting to actually realize like all right i'm not gonna because before i would have just put the skirt up like skirting for me i'm not going whatever but no i was like i'm gonna find something to go with this and i know i can do it so earlier this week before i got my mani pedi done I was like, let me go to uh, the thrift store right around the corner from a tier natural nail care salon and found a couple cute skirts. I mean, shirts. And that was exciting. And the trick there, because they don't have a fitting room, I wear like this long dress. Like it's very flowy and easy and thin. Put the shit over top of it. Pants, done. There's like one mirror with purses hanging off of you. Move the purse to the side. It's real, it's real janky. But um, I find some dope-ass shit there. So I continue to go. Yeah. Wow. This has been amazing. Amazing. And I did it. I did a ramble episode on perfectionism. And you all listened. And it is my hope that you don't take that and just keep it for yourself. Take some of the stories I've taken and see if you can apply to your life and maybe think of ways that you can kind of loosen the grips on perfectionism, but also share with other people who have identified themselves as being a perfectionist. There is nothing wrong or right about you being a perfectionism. Wait, you being a perfectionist. (laughs) It is having that awareness of it And is it taking you from the bigger picture? Is it removing you from the goal? Is it stunting your growth to fit in this little box that just has perfection all around it? And like, that is your filter of, if I meet this new person, I got to be able to talk about whatever they're talking about. I'm not going to talk to them because it's going to make me feel insecure or weird. So I'm not going to do it. Be mindful of it. And loosen, loosen the grip. If it's feeling like you're stuck and you are repeating the same patterns, you're not judging it up. It is same thing every day. Just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep doing what I'm doing. Keep doing what I'm doing. And you're getting bored. You're getting drained. There's no excitement. Life is supposed to be exciting. And not all the time. It's not what I'm saying. This is your chance to be aware of it. And to recognize that you, yes, you that are listening, have dope choices. It could be two. That is plural. It could be 10. You get to decide, oh, I'm going to try the one out of the two. And I'm still going to decide if I like it or not. Because if I don't, then I'll try the second one out of the two options. That is what life is about. It is not, quote unquote, getting it right or being perfect. That is bullshit. It is not real. Abort the mission. Do not pass go. Stop. (laughs) Figure out what you enjoy. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about, for me, it's peace. For me, it is joy of, like me and my sister's gonna get together tomorrow. I'm so excited. We have nothing planned. But being my sister's provide me peace of just being. I don't have to think about shit. I don't have to try to, overdo stuff I could just be and we laugh and we talk about old stuff talk about new stuff and do that that is a win that is success and more and more when you start incorporating those small but powerful gems it expands to the rest of your life your career your relationship your sleep your eating habits 
your physical activity, all of this is connected. All of it. If you're stuck at work, you're probably stuck in your relationship too. All I'm saying is raise your awareness, recognize your dope abilities, and then you get to decide what that action looks like. And for those who are aware that they are aware and who knows their abilities, or maybe you don't, and you're ready to take action to unstuck yourself, you know where I'm at. And you're feeling like the podcast is helping. It's, it's giving you that, mm, that, that little bump of, I got this. But now you see a bigger goal of growing your team, advancing in your career, and you've been looking for help. What's up? I'm here. And if I'm not a fit for you, there's other coaches out here. I have a dope cohort that I did my coaching training with. Shout out to NRG with Coaching for Everyone and uh, IPEC Coaching Cohort for Black, Indigenous, and people of color. We are the first and the dopest, obviously. And we're all becoming certified. So just know if you've been looking, what you look for, what do they say? What you seek is seeking you. I'm looking, I'm seeking, I'm here. What's up? Feel free, click the link, schedule a 30-minute clarity call. In that clarity call, you learn what coaching is and what it's not. That is the biggest part. People think they know what coaching is, but when I share what it's not, they're like, oh yeah. And then it's specialized towards you and we get to actually get to know one another and decide what would it look like to work together. I'm excited because, and like I said, this episode is kind of backwards and I love it. I completed my first of many certification, which is the ELI, and it's the Energy Leadership Index uh, for IPEC. It's an assessment that I get to use as a master practitioner with my clients. Only IPEC alumni has access to this assessment. It is not one of those assessments where, what animal are you? Or what's your color? I'm a green. No, we're not putting labels on anyone. This assessment allows me to break down the responses that you give in this assessment to determine how you typically can show up in just regular day-to-day situations, but also when stress is heightened. So when you're activated with stressful situations, this will show a numerical value of where your energy is going. Are you joyful? Are you angry? Are you more collaborative? And then to know that it's like a cheat code for you, for you, not me, because you get to say, no, this is not me. Or yes, this is totally me. Oh, snap. I do show up that way when I'm pissed off or somebody gets on my damn nerves. Or I have been showing up that way and it feels like, shit, I don't like it. And then we get to work together on how would you want to show up in those situations? Not beating yourself up for doing it. Not labeling you good or bad. Not saying you have to change. Is bringing it back to Crystal's triple A's. Awareness, abilities, and action. This assessment is the highest level of awareness of how you show up. And then you get to decide what you want to do with it. And I'm so excited I got certified this week. Um, at the time that I'm recording this, it's, it's exciting. Because I know coaching my previous clients, we've done amazing work. But then to add on this assessment, to add with my packages, no brainer, no brainer. And then there's so much more to come. Like 
I'm right at the hills of obtaining my certification with IPEC to be a certified professional coach and then logging um, more hours to then be recognized as a professional coach or certified coach with ICF. So I'm well on my way to being an ICF identified certified coach and being able to branch out into those corporate spaces, do team coaching. I definitely want to go back to the hospital. So if y'all know of any hospitals that are looking for team coaching, feel free to reach out. You can email me at crystal at crystalclearpurposes.com or you can visit the website. And all these links are in this show description, And but it's crystalclearpurposes.com. It has been a blast. I appreciate y'all being here, showing up. And let me know how you like this format because I'm kind of digging it. And... Toot toot! We reached 30 episodes. Oh man, I really appreciate y'all for real. Like seriously. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for providing feedback and feeding back into me and letting me know we got you. We like it. Keep bringing more. All right, y'all. I am Crystal and I'm going to sign off. And yeah, feel free to hit me up with any questions and please make sure that you share this episode and come back next time. All right. So it's a wrap. I'm out telling you to stay curious and we'll talk next week. Until then, get unstuck peeps. Bye. Thank you.